you know, it's not Karachi, this is not East Pakistan, this is not India, this is not Ireland, this is never records, this is never records, this is never records. And certainly me. In the crash, in, in the booth with never records. With 13 minutes. Across the ocean, from New York to Liverpool to Derry, we are the ones who believe that through joy we can forever live. Thank you, Never Records. I'm sorry I touched your microphone. <laughs> You are not listening to Never Records on Blue Gold Radio, 99.9 FM. Welcome to Episode 6 of Never Records Radio. If you're joining me for the first time, my name is Ted Riederer, and I'm an artist and musician who lives and works in New York City. In 2010, I began a conceptual art project in an abandoned Tower Records that changed my life and took me around the world. At its heart, Never Records is about the fellowship of shared performance. The idea is simple. I travel to a city and open a record shop. I then fill the shop with vinyl records recorded and cut on site. I invite anyone who wants to make a record to make one for free. I cut only two copies, one for the performer and one for my archive of over 400 recordings from seven cities around the world. In 2013, I mounted a very special week-long edition of Never Records in Victoria, Texas. The goal was to promote the Never Records film, Never Records You Are Not Listening, at the Victoria, Texas Independent Film Festival, but the event turned into so much more. The film was shot on location at Never Records in Northern Ireland, and it was directed by my close friend and collaborator Jason Weich. You can watch it by following a link from neverrecords.net. We won Best of Fest that year, and it was a huge honor. Let me describe this next recording to you. Victoria is a tiny town with a giant heart, located halfway between Houston and Corpus Christi, with a population of around 70,000. Founded by the dynamo and all-around great guy Anthony Padoni, with Elizabeth Spear and Jake Ramirez, the festival felt vital. I even got to meet Rutger Hauer, who's a hero of mine. What was even more amazing is we got to know this small Texas town intimately in such a short amount of time. That year, a film called Round Ball was making its premiere at the festival. The movie starred the city of Victoria itself. Almost everyone we had met that week at city events and coffee shops, local shop owners, the local police, the mayor, they were all actors in the film. With the entire town in attendance at the premiere, it felt like we were in the movie. I set up shop in a room in the old Victoria Opera House, a beautiful building that had a printing company on the ground floor and a large theater upstairs. It reminded me of Larry McMurtry's last picture show. We didn't have a lot of time, only five or six days, so we rushed to set up the cinder block room with a checkerboard floor. On the first day of recording, a shadowy figure dressed in black walked into the room. His name was Joe Reyna, and he carried himself like Johnny Cash. We hit it off immediately, and after he played a few verses of the song he wanted to record, I asked him if he wanted to play around a bit. We wanted to create some atmospheric sounds to haunt the song which is set in the graveyard. So we cut a track of Joe to vinyl, and then I had him overdub himself, playing the record with his finger at a very slow wavering speed. It sounds like the wind from a grainy film noir movie. 
Here is Joe Reyna with his track, The Wrong Side of the Grass. All right, man, I'm ready. All right, this song's called uh, Wrong Side of the Grass. I wrote it about maybe a week ago.
You are not listening to Never Records Radio. I love that song, and I find myself going back to it over and over again. Like many other people I've met through Never Records, I've stayed in touch with Joe since our session together. I love hearing new sounds from the Never Records community. Let me describe this next recording to you. If you haven't seen the movie Kevin by the Duplass Brothers, add it to your playlist. The film chronicles the life of Austin musician Kevin Gant, whose songwriting and musicianship are peerless. We were lucky to get to know Kevin, who was in Victoria as a guest at the festival. It's really hard to describe Kevin's sound. He's heavily influenced by flamenco guitar, progressive rock, and 70s pop radio. He performs with the passion and class of Bill Withers, and Kevin is almost always performing. We went out to lunch with him, and he serenaded us the entire time with free associated words and melodies. I've never really met anyone quite like him. Here is Kevin Gant with his song, Today Is Forever. Today is forever. Today is forever. Today is forever, yeah. Whether or not you're clever for worse or for better today is forever I've got a reason to sing my song so I'm gonna sing it and all day long yesterday is a memory and it's a fading away We are not promised tomorrow But today is for ever Today is for ever Today is for ever Life gives us reasons uh, to sing our song as we learn the difference between right and wrong oh yesterday's a memory and it's a fading away lord knows what will be tomorrow but today is forever today is for Ever today is for ever. Time is a witness uh, to the complexity at which uh, our planet is on the move, uh, warbling a balance uh, in accordance with uh, the prevailing centrifuge. With nothing left to lose, we're free to pick and choose. And even change our mind Do you ever get that feeling? 
time is a witness uh, to the complexity at which our planet is on the move, yes, warbling a balance uh, in accordance with uh, the prevailing centrifuge. Nothing left to lose, free to pick and choose, and even change our mind. But do you ever get the feeling that we're running out of time? Today is for ever. Today is for ever. Today is for ever, yeah. Whether or not you're clever, oh, for worse or for better. Today is for ever. Here we go. This is the season to sing our song. Yes, it's now or never. Later is gone. Yesterday is a memory and it's fading away. Yesterday is a memory and it's fading away. Yesterday is a memory and it's a fading away. Yesterday, yesterday. Hey, hey, whoa, Today is forever, baby. Today is forever, baby. Is a witness. Whoa. Forever, ever, forever. Yes, today. You are not listening to Never Records Radio. I'd love to play the full song I recorded by the Stout City Luchadoras, but alas, it has some bad language in it, so it can't. They tracked in Mexican wrestling masks. Jason, Ethan, and I shot a music video for them in a dried-out Texas riverbed. Tim and Brea Danger, the couple behind the band, are amazing artists and musicians from Victoria that not only host hardcore shows, but have a podcast called The Old Man and Bitter Girl Podcast. Check them out. Let me describe this next recording to you. Never Records is not a music project. I know that sounds crazy, because all I've played for the past six episodes is music, but it's really about the fellowship of shared performance and sound in general. The motto of one of my inspirations, Folkways Records, 
which was founded by Moses Ash, is to increase understanding amongst people through the dissemination of sound. I've adopted this as one of my missions. I also try to share the science of the record lathe. With a microscope, I show participants their sound waves. I get them to visualize sound. This synesthesia arrests time, if only for a moment. And this is another goal of the project, to get people to slow down, to be present, to see the world poetically. Michael McClanahan received a phone call, and a few hours later, he was making a vinyl record of his poetry. Tim from the South City Luchadores called him and said, Hey, there's this crazy guy in town cutting vinyl records. He wants to record you. Come on down to the Opera House. Michael came in, we set up the mics, and within an hour, he walked out of Never Records with a freshly cut vinyl. Hi, my name is Michael McClanahan. I'm from Victoria, Texas, and uh, I'm a poet. This is called An Ode to the Flavor of the Moment. Friend used to give me crap because he said I fell in love with a girl every five minutes. So this is about that. My God, I, I hate to sound cliche, but, but good God, girl, you, you made my heart swoon. You, you made my legs sway. I can easily imagine you as a splendiferous stone sculpture with all the kinds of beauty that man could ever hope to capture. And I can easily see you as some holy aura from above, like a, a soul to spread their wings as wide as lovely love. And all you did was cross my vision. And ever hence, I've been smitten. And ever since, I have written about you, my Juliet, about you, my Helen, about you, my chariot, my guide to the here and now heaven. Darling, don't you know you are this treasure I chance to cross unique you are the vision my eyes spy to find a radiance of brilliance, mystique, when all you did was cross my vision and inspired me a sweeter kind of living where I'm all whirly, dizzy, trying to shake you from my head until, hey, wait, looky there. Here comes the next flavor ready to take your stead. This is called Safe Sex. I made love to her when she wasn't looking. When her back was turned, I fell pen to paper and composed this poem like an act of passion playing. I took my time to drink her up and like a bourbon shiver down the spine, her Ravenette beauty inebriated the best of me into a fervor of Jesus shouting jubilee. And peering from this journal, I studied hard her shape. I fantasized long her form. I searched for metaphors in the shadows of the norm. And with these eyes closed, I imagine these Fingers are these words, surfing all the skin. And with these eyes closed, I dreamt that these rhymes are these lips, savoring all the sin. So I made love to her when she wasn't looking. 
I did it all with this pen and paper. I'm gonna get a little bit serious on you. This is something, um, this is called Six Months Later. I uh, struggled with pain medicine for over 10 years. I had multiple back surgeries, got addicted to it. And uh, almost exactly a year ago, I checked myself into rehab. This is six months after that, which would have been six months ago. You know something is wrong when the pain medicine begins to take on weight in your palm. When despite the screech of ache and ache up your spine through your mind, you find yourself hesitating at the sight of this medicine, your pain medication, your discomfort dispeller, this neural novocaine, this Sunday solicitor. You eye the pills with a fluctuating mix of shame and acceptance. You juggle them around to buy some bullshit time before you concede to a relative truth and toss them down. Your gut is uneasy. Not just because this synthetic opium is a Molotov cocktail thrown at a combustible problem, but because this bottle of pills that you have refilled every month is a mere hop, a skip, a jump away from poorly lit alleyways with guttered dreams and phantom candles flickering out. You're sick at the sight and you don't need a mirror to see what's under your nose. The stench of desperation gives it away every time you find yourself in a panic because the ache is rising, unchecked, demanding, and you're finding yourself lost without your pain medicine, without that be-all, end-all, answer-all. That's where the line between what you will do to stop the rising wave of discomfort and what you won't do to raise a barrier of numbness is easily blurred into insignificance. Just like scratching a line in the sand, you make a distinction, knowing the coming wave will wipe it away. You no longer know who calls the shots. You're almost certain it's no longer yourself. But a question remains, a scenario, a picture in your mind. The all-encompassing ache controlling your strings, guiding your hands to the pills, the pills controlling the ache strings, controlling you, controlling it, and on and on, a programmer's loop into oblivion. You find yourself in the absurd play of one being, control, one, one being consoled by doctors convincing you that you are not an addict. Everything is legit. The stacks of reports from past surgeries and prior hospitalizations are all reasons for taking their junk. You're not like the yucks on the streets, because they don't have a reason like you. They don't have an excuse that's been documented. They've never been diagnosed. But if they have, they certainly aren't under any medical help, not anymore. For years, you argue with them like a kid trying to grasp a simple truth against an adult's abstractions. You fight even as you wonder why. You fight because instinctively that's, you know that is who you are. It is what you do. You fight them. You fight the medicine because you owe it all to the fight. Life in one sweeping motion is a fight to survive. Survival is a chance to love. And a chance to love is a chance to be free. The pills they give you are nothing more than medicinal apathetics. Extended release pacifiers. The sweet release from the ache that you so desperately sweet seek is more like the letting go of all that is cherished and known. 
You know you are stronger than waving a white flag and then swallowing it down. Your very life is a monument to countless battles won, times you will never know, times you tried to forget, times you continue to brag about. You owe your all to the fight, to the push, that persistent, so close to nagging drive that whispers, keep on keeping on. Don't stop driving, you tenacious fool. Burn like the furious flame that gives your spirit warmth. You know something is wrong. Now you fight. Now you right that wrong. And uh, this, my, this is my final one. It's uh, on the subject of that, and it's to all my friends out there who've ever struggled. It's called Dear Friend, Do Not Give Up. I went into the darkest forest of my mind and came out with eyes more sensitive to the light. I ate from the most bitter of fruits and developed a taste that sings of the possibilities of sweetness. I had ears ravaged by the wailing of my woes and discovered peace in these sublime stretches of silence. I held in my hands my own broken spirit and felt along the cracks for what needed to be mended. I became revolted by the stench of my depression, and I fell back in love with the perfume of life, of love, and of laughter. Thank you. You are not listening to Never Records Radio. When I was in Victoria, Texas, I broke one of my cardinal rules. Usually I only cut two vinyl records, one for the performer and one for my archive. But in Texas, I decided to cut a third copy. On the last night of the film festival, we auctioned this third copy off and raised over $1,000 for a court-appointed advocacy program for kids in family court. I really wanted to give something back to the town that gave so much to me. Thank you for listening to Never Records Radio. Stay tuned next week where we will travel to the city of New Orleans. As always, I offer a heartfelt thank you to the people and performers that make Never Records possible. A special thanks goes to Kiri Salinas at Blue Gold Radio for helping put the show together, and to the UW-Eau Claire Foundation for making it all possible. You are not listening to Never Records Radio.